welcome to the Thursday press conference ahead of the 2019 Brazilian Grand Prix. Joining us today from left to right, we have Roman Grosjean, Daniel Ricciardo, Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, and Robert Kubica. Welcome, gentlemen. Robert, if we could start with you, please. You finished second here in 2009. Can you just give us your thoughts on being back at Interlagos and your hopes for the weekend ahead? Yeah, it has been a long time ago, actually. Uh, uh, well, it's difficult to to say about expectations. You know, we have been struggling all year. So, uh, although 2009, it has been very surprisingly for me finishing on the podium, uh, as it wasn't a great year with BMW. Uh, but I would say it's nearly impossible. Uh, this time we'll be able to fight uh, uh, for anything uh, higher than what we were doing uh, all year. So, uh, uh, yeah, although Interlagos is a bit special um, and in many things can happen, but uh, you have to have a pace. You know, the weather is playing quite important role. It has been uh, many races, uh, training, let's say, races uh, here around uh, this track. Uh, due to the weather, but uh, yeah, you have to have a pace, and uh, this is what we are lacking all year. You say you're lacking that all year, but we're now at race 20 of 21. Can you just, when you're looking at the bigger picture, can you just reflect on your comeback season for us? Well, it's definitely not the easiest season, uh, and not the season we were hoping for. Uh, I think every member of Williams uh, is not happy of uh, what we have seen this year. Uh, we are working, uh, the team is working hard, but uh, uh, it's, it's not an easy season. Uh, there are many things which probably we could uh, handle better, um, but there are also things which I think, uh, although season has been uh, yeah, difficult, we handle uh, in good way. Uh, I think the guys on track uh, did uh, always very good job uh, with what we have. Um, especially in the beginning of the season, wasn't easy. And uh, uh, the group stayed uh, strong, uh, united, and, uh, and uh, very, very positive, uh, which is uh, good to see uh, in such a difficult period. Um, but, you know, it's uh, uh, it's kind of situation where people on, on track, they cannot make your car going one second faster. They can make your car going slower, but not faster, and uh, definitely uh, we need to improve uh, what we get and uh, the pace of the car, and uh, then everything will become easier. And uh, and uh, also for the guys on track, the the work will be more uh, yeah easier, more fun. Um, of course, this will not happen with me as I'm leaving Williams. So, uh, but I hope uh, this team will uh, improve uh, the situation for for the future and. Uh, uh, especially because the guys, they deserve it and uh, they are really good uh, people and uh, they are working hard. So uh, I hope uh, good times or better times will arrive soon for Williams. And Robert, what about your own performance this year behind the wheel? Well, it, I think general picture is hided uh, massively by what we went through this season and uh, many things uh, did uh, not help and uh, actually did... Uh, influence in negative uh, way of uh, what I was able to do and uh, but uh, you know coming back to this high competition sport as Formula 1 is on the highest level of motorsport uh, after a long time and uh, with my limitations a lot of people will not uh, even 
think that I will be able to, to race. Uh, I heard many stories about uh, turn one that I will not be able uh, to react to the situations and uh, probably opening lap is one of the things which uh, I managed well this season. Uh, I heard rumors that I will not be able to race in Monaco and probably Monaco was one of the best my drives uh, during this year, although I was still far behind, uh, but uh, feeling-wise was positive. So uh, uh, I'm leaving uh, this season, of course, not happy of uh, general performance, but uh, pretty happy of uh, uh, how my body, my, my mind and my brain reacted to a uh, difficult uh, uh, challenge I had uh, this year. Thank you, Robert, and good luck this weekend. Roman, if we could come on to you, please. Um, you haven't finished in the points since Germany. Can you just describe how difficult the second half of the year has been for you and for the team? Yeah, good morning, all. Um, well, yes, it's been, I think, it's been a rough season uh, generally. We had a very promising winter testing and got to Australia and things were looking good into the pit stop and uh, actually that pit stop was a bit of a, yeah, um, you know, kind of a bad curse for the whole season. and. Uh, and then we had good quality pace and race pace was 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 more difficult and um yeah i think we are doing the best we can and and honestly on track and uh, off track the boys are working very very hard and, and honestly there's no much to say about what we could do better with what we've got but uh, as robert mentioned i think we're a little bit in the same um position at the minute the, the car is just not good enough and um and it Everything we do is not reflected on track. So uh, Germany was good to be in the points. Um, it was a bit of a crazy race, and the idea was to finish the race, and, and we did, and, and that was positive. But uh, yeah, more recently it's been complicated to, uh, to fight close to the points. Um, again, not a fault of the team, and, and the, the work that's been done is is good, but it's just the uh, car we have is not good enough to fight for good points. So uh, I guess the focus was very early on into 2020 and make sure that um, next year we get a, a better tool to work with. So if this year's car isn't good enough, what does the team need to do to ensure it doesn't have a repeat of 2019 next season? Well, I think that's a good question for Gunther. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the team knows what needs to be done. There's been a lot of uh, discussions, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, um, how can I say? I don't find a word in English, but uh, just the way we, as I say, the way we operate, the race team, uh, it's great. And again, many races, I think we perform better than we should. You know, being in the top 10 in, in Russia, uh, in qualifying in Suzuka, not far from top 10 in, in America, in quali, it just shows that we are outperforming when, when we can and the new tires, um, the race always unfortunately bring you back the truth. Um, but uh, I know Gunther has been working very hard with, uh, with all the boys, uh, our chief engineer, Ayo Komatsu, and uh, make sure that we, uh, we react well for next year. And uh, you know, I think uh, everyone sees that. Our partners, uh, like with Shamil, just announced that they were going to carry on with us for one year. So everyone believes that the team is gonna do good next year. Would you say this is your most frustrating season in Formula One? Um, it's <laughs> sorry. It's been a it's been a tough season, and, and obviously when you come to the race and you know that uh, the chances of, of fighting for good position 
it's hard. It's it's not it's not easy. Uh, but I've known that in my in my career. You know, 2013 was a really good season, and then 2014 was very difficult, and, and we didn't have a good car. But then the team at the time in Enstone reacted well, and 2015 was good again. So you know, um, same thing as Haas. 2016 was was a good start. 2017 a bit more complicated, and 2018 uh, really good. So. I've got confidence that we can bounce back, and yes, it's frustrating, and uh, you know, I've, I must be a bit crazy because I'm always looking forward to come to a race, and, and you know, very happy to be in Brazil. But uh, maybe on Sunday, when we've done 71 laps and we haven't been able to challenge for points, it's a bit of a different feelings. But doesn't matter; we'll still be happy to go to the next one. All right. Well, look, good luck this weekend. Thank you, Roman. Sergio, if we could come on to you, please. You've scored in six of the last seven races now. At the summer break, you set the team the target of having the fourth fastest car by the end of the season. How close to that target have you got? Yeah, I don't think we, we've achieved uh, what we wanted this year. It's been a, a disappointed season in a way. We knew it was, uh, it was not going to be great since, since the beginning, but we kind of expected to be, to be a bit more competitive right now. Um, I think in the second half of the season we we've been strong um, in different circuits, uh, different type of places, which which is always positive. Um, I think McLaren in that midfield has been very consistent, very strong. Uh, but I think we've been in the mix with with all the others, and and we've scored a good good amount of points since the summer break. So I think there is a lot of positives to take, but. Uh, but the general picture, yeah, it's not where what we want to. It's not where we want to be. You haven't reached Q3 since the Belgian Grand Prix. How much has the car's lack of qualifying pace compromised your races? Yeah, it does. Um, I don't think we have quite the pace in in quali. But then come race day, uh, we seem to be on the stronger side. Uh, good strategy also from from the team. I think the team has been tremendous in that regard. Always maximizing uh, uh, the maximum, in, in especially in the last couple of races. Um, I think uh, outsmarting other teams with with the strategies, with with everything we, we possibly can. So hopefully we can keep going. Uh, there is two, two more and a lot to play for. You know we are on a big battle in in the constructors with with Toro Rosso at the moment. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can uh, finish ahead. Just one point, the gap with Toro Rosso, but you're only 18 behind Renault. Have you got enough in your armory to challenge Renault for P5? 18? 18. Well, it's not over till, till it's over, so we'll, we'll try our best. <laughs> A knowing nod from Daniel Ricciardo. Well, Sergio, thank you for that. Good luck this weekend. Daniel, let's come on to you. Um, Renault's hit a bit of form. Uh, you've scored points in the last couple of races and drove a particularly strong race in Austin. Have you found some consistency in the car? I think so. Like on, on Sundays, it, it certainly seems to show a bit more now. Um, yeah, the qualifying, uh, we've still had a good run of Q3s, but we're not, not always there. And I guess comparing to, as Sergio touched on, comparing to McLaren, who is kind of our midfield targets or has been our midfield target this year um, after their form, it seems like yeah, qualifying most most weekends they've still got a good buffer, but come come race day we're able to, if not beat them, get much closer to their pace. So um, we are starting to get some consistency with the car, which which is good. Um, I think as well for me naturally, the more races I do and the more familiar I am with the car, the more I start to 
probably just myself get consistent, you know, make, make fewer errors and, and this and that and just understand a bit more what, what works. Um, but yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good run of races for sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, well, six, six in Austin and, you know, it's like sixth is, is, is a big deal and that was exciting. So yeah, we're not spraying champagne on the podium, but there's still a lot of satisfaction to take from a sixth place for us. You say a good run of races, but what about the season as a whole? How do you reflect on year one with Renault? Because there were some people who questioned your move from Red Bull to Renault. Yes, I mean, I knew I knew they would, and I, I, I knew all this was, was going to come, but um, I was very, um, I guess, open-minded for the season. I was firstly excited to have a, a, a fresh start and a change, and I also didn't... I've, I've made the mistake in the past of setting too high expectations, you know, and, and left disappointed. Um, so I, I just, I more came into the season excited for something new and, and a new challenge. And um, I didn't really expect the world from this first season. I expect a lot from myself, but I knew it would take time to get the team to where we want it to go. So um, we're still not there, but I think the second half of the season, we've, we've had a bit more consistency. Um, that's, that's been more positive. So I think looking towards what we're really trying to achieve next year, it looks better. Um, you know, I'll start to expect more, not only from myself, but also from the team come 2020. But uh, I think we've learned a lot. And personally, I have. So I, I definitely don't see it being, you know, the results haven't always been what we wanted, but I definitely don't see it being a, a year to forget or anything like that, far from it. So what are you really trying to achieve in 2020? Champagne. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, uh, I mean, really, that was... When I signed with the team, it was, you know, 2020 was the target to, to finish on the podium uh, at, at, least, at least once. So that's, that's really the, the target. Um, yeah, we're still a little bit away from that, but I think with a good off-season, um, you know, McLaren's proof in the pudding that you can really make a big difference in, in one season. So I think with a, a strong off-season, it's, it's not impossible for us to, to have a chance to fight um, for that next year. Um, but yeah, we want to, I think ultimately, whether it's champagne or not, we want to get closer to the top three and, and actually be, be in the fight with those three teams more consistently next year. Okay, good luck with that. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Daniel. Valtteri, thanks for waiting. Um, there's been a few celebrations in the UK since the last race. Just how, talking about Mercedes celebrations, obviously, how proud are you of your role in the team's success this year? Yeah, we, we had nice celebrations at the, at the factory last week and uh, it's actually when you go there, you know, see all the people and all the smiles and all that, you actually realise, you know, what we've done together as a, as a team. So that's um, is always a very, very nice moment with so much, like, good energy and, and happiness. So for sure it means a lot to me to be part of uh, this team, breaking records, um, you know, being one of the team members of, of many who make it possible. So, and yeah, it's been, you know, much better season from my side than, than last year. So it's been nice to contribute properly, you know, to the, to the achievements we've, we've got as, as a team. So yeah, one of the many proud team members for sure. You say it's been a better season than last year. Would you say this has been your best season in Formula One from a driving point of view? I believe if I look at it on, on you know, overall the season, yes, it's been my, my best so far in Formula 1, but for sure not, not still a season that I'm aiming for. Um, still need a bit more consistency, fewer mistakes. Um, but the thing that you know, gives me 
good good feeling and and confidence for the future is now actually you know really starting to see see the work we've been doing with the engineers and what I've been doing with myself and and driving wise and been really able to target many of the weaknesses I've, I've had and been able to improve my pace in different circumstances quite a lot so that's very satisfying to see and uh, makes makes you kind of to want more and now that both championships have been sealed and you're guaranteed second place in the championship, can we expect a change in approach from you coming into this weekend or Abu Dhabi? I don't think so. I think yeah, it's the same same approach. No, uh, <laughs> I, I still, you know, there's still two opportunities to to uh, win win a race, and uh, that should be the only goal for me. And you know, it's been a good momentum now, very positive momentum. I want to keep that going and then continue from there next year. So look forward to the last two ones. Okay, thank you, Valtteri. Let's open this to the floor now. And as ever, please remember to give your name and publication. First question, please. Keep question to all drivers. What kind of memories do you keep from Ayrton Senna? And, and what kind of legacy do you think he left to Formula One? Yeah, well, I think uh, you know Ayrton has been has been incredible for the sport. He's um, been an icon in uh, in Formula One, and as I say, I started watching Formula One uh, last few years of Ayrton uh, fight with uh, Alain Prost, and obviously being French, you wanted to support Alain, but also you could not support Ayrton. So it's a bit of a yeah de hard decision to pick up which one I wanted to uh, support the most. But uh, yeah, Ayrton has been. An incredible drivers, uh, you know, um, 25 years later, uh, we still remember him as it was yesterday, and we still know what we were doing on that day, in, if you were born in May 94. And uh, yeah, it's a big, big name in, in the history of Formula One. Yeah, it's certainly left um, a legacy bigger than I think any, anyone else, really, in terms of. The name is still so common. Um, 25 years on, uh, our hotel is, I know we're in Brazil, but still it's, uh, it's, it's filled with center memorabilia, artwork, and um, they still hold, hold him very close to, the, to their heart. And uh, it's, it's nice to see that. And, and for me as a, as a driver and as a kid watching him and, and I guess following him and, and my admiration was the, his ability to be so loved off, off track and, and have you know, not only Brazil, but, you know, nearly the whole world behind him um, as far as support and, and love. But then on track, he was as ruthless as they came, you know. So he was, uh, that competitor in him was amazing. But then to kind of have that, that kind of softness off the track, that was pretty, I would say, pretty admirable. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, left, left a massive mark, you know, um, and legacy. And, yeah, you know, it's... Um, as the time you, you know goes pretty quickly, but um, his kind of memory is not getting any weaker uh, for sure. So he's gonna be always, you know, in everyone's mind and uh, for sure here in, in Brazil, massively, but all around the world. So you know, I think his um, his career he's motivated so many so many young kids, um, you know, like me and I think all of us to be better racing drivers. And uh, you know, it's. Um, I'm really out of out of words. It's um, yeah, just left a massive mark, obviously, and 
it will always continue like that. Yes, a tremendous character um, out of the car, you know, what he, what he did for his country and how proud he was. And you can see these days, you know, how much they still love him, not just in Brazil, all around the world. And what he, what he did on track uh, was spectacular. Um, those races uh, were, were him purely as a racing driver made all the difference. I think, um, yeah, I've never seen something like that uh, in, in my career, you know. So, yeah, he definitely left a, a big mark in the sport and he's um, a big hero for all, all the generations, especially our generation. Yeah, I think uh, as everyone said, uh, big, big name, big historical name. Uh, I think it's uh, impressive that uh, after 25 years he passed away. Uh, you know, it says everything that uh, we are still talking uh, about his human being aspect. Uh, you know, uh, we concentrate a lot about the uh, driver, but I think uh, he was uh, a really a hero of human being, and uh, that's why he. He is still loved and uh, he has uh, such a respect uh, after 25 years. Thank you all. Next question, please. Uh, Dan, Dan Knutson, Auto Action and Speed Sport. Robert, where do things stand now regarding you finalizing plans for next year? Um, they stand pretty well, I would say. Uh, actually, uh, of course, time is, is running and, and the clock is uh, going ahead, but uh, I'm pretty confident uh, things are uh, looking good. So, um, of course, uh, every week something is happening. So, uh, in positive negatives, but uh, it's moving. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed and uh, uh, working, uh, as I always said, um, uh, since uh, Singapore, when I was asked, uh, for me, uh, racing is uh, is uh, something which I'm looking forward and uh, uh, working on this, and uh, probably also uh, combining uh, different uh, different programs. Thank you. Next one. Emerson Furquin, uh, Car Magazine Brazil. <coughs> Question to all drivers: uh, With the the new regulations for the 2021 uh, season. Uh, all the teams that you have a limited budget, you spend less money than they used to. Uh, do you think? Do you guys think that this is going to be indeed the the key point to make Formula One more competitive, to bring more teams and, and drivers to fight for the championship? Who would like to start? Valtteri, can we get your thoughts? Well, I think that that is one of uh, one of the good things for for the regulations. I think. You know, having a bit less of a difference between the budgets of, of different teams. Obviously, there still will be uh, budget differences between some teams, but less than in, in the past. Um, but I think there's lots of other other good things as well that looks really interesting with the new regs. You know, you know if actually physically, you know, the cars will behave aerodynamically as it says on paper. I think the racing is going to be very close, very very tough. Um, Definitely closer between the teams, and also with quite a few restrictions on the um, on the aero side with the designing the cars. I think already from that we are going to see a bit less um, less less of big differences between the performance. So I think there's lots of good good things that I really look forward to, you know, finding out and you know eventually then getting to drive the car and 
seeing how it feels and how the racing is going to be. Obviously, we'll find out, but I think those are good steps into the right direction. And I really hope that would encourage some, some new teams to, um, to arrive for more one, because I always think, you know, the more cars we, get, we can have on the grid, the more fun we are going to have racing. So that should be nice. Daniel. Yeah, I really agree with, with everything Valtteri said. I, I think the last point he touched on is, is an important one. You know, when it reminded me of 2008, we raced uh, together the first race of the season in Spa. Um, I think there was 48 cars or something, and only I think the grid only held 42, so not everyone qualified. But to have a, a grid so big and, and full of cars and competitors, it was that in itself was really exciting. So if these you know changes do encourage more cars, more teams to to get on the grid, then that's uh, I guess not only does it give more opportunity to other drivers to, to get a seat in Formula One, but yeah, the more competition in the field and as a spectacle, I think that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, hopefully it has positive change, you know, in, in many ways. Roman? Yeah, I guess I'm same line. I think uh, it's the first step uh, in a good direction. Is it going to be enough or not? Um, only the track and, and the 2021 season will say. I guess some team wanted less budget cap. Some teams only wanted a, a stronger budget cap. Um, you know, um, I think maybe 2021 is not going to be the first season to judge because 2020 is where you're going to develop the car. But uh, 2022 and onwards, let's see what it, it brings. So I think it can only be positive. As I said, I believe it's the first steps and, and then maybe fine tuning can be made. Um, but generally, yes, I think it's, it's good. And if we can get more people involved in Formula One, more teams and so on, it just... Uh, it just would be better also to, to bring the young drivers in and, and to have more competitions and, and not always seeing the same one winning. Not that they're complaining about it, but we do a little bit. Jacko? Yeah, I think it's, it's great. Always when there is a big regulation change, uh, it always tends to change a lot the, the team orders uh, in terms of competition. Um, so that, that can be very, very positive for the sport. Um, I think. Uh, uh, on paper, it's looking a lot more competitive. It's looking like the field can be very tight and, and competitive, and it's something that I'm looking extremely forward. When you look at the midfield, how competitive and fun it is to, to come to a race, and you don't know who is going to, to come out on, on top. It's, uh, it's a feeling that I'm, I'm missing a lot, you know, in, in the whole field, that hopefully by 2021, it can be, it can be there. And Robert? Uh, yeah. Uh I think we we have to split two two things. Uh, one is uh, closer racing or the cars, which are opens up uh, better racing. Uh, I think this uh, is looking promising, and I hope really um, Liberty and the FIA can achieve it. What uh, they show us, uh, I think this will definitely make races more excited for drivers, but also for the fans. Regarding um, different team winnings, uh, I have my opinion, which. Uh, Often I think we forgot about talent of the people who are working uh, within the teams. And uh, yeah, it's true that money helps, but uh, the talent makes the difference. And uh, uh, I hope it will it will put uh, teams closer uh, together. But I have some doubts about it. Um, as we have seen in Form 1, they have been always uh, 
domination or, or years where one team was winning. Um, and we, ha we see it also in Formula 2, Formula 3. You know, the cars are the same, but uh, in the end, then the talent of the people who are operating the cars and uh, uh, is, is uh, having even more powerful, is even more powerful. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, definitely, if, uh, if the cars will, will open up ra better racing, this will be something big. And I think everybody is looking forward for this. Do you think the driver's salaries should have been included in the budget cap? Of course. <laughs> what does that mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> they are not included. <laughs> Let's move on. Next What do you question. think? <laughs> what, do, what do I think then? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think. Let's they throw it back at you. Yeah. I think they should have been. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> 2021, I've, what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Line you up. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> so the question to uh, Valtteri. Valtteri, you always say that you don't want to play mind games and cross the yellow line when fighting for the title. But when you look at what Nico Rosberg managed to do in um, 2016 against Lewis uh, by getting under his skin, would you be ready to be more aggressive or political when it comes to racing uh, your teammate? Uh, very honest, slightly already bored about that question because you know every driver is uh, individual you know i'm me i'm not nico um for sure i always have plans you know finding the different ways on how you know i want to achieve my goal which is ultimately the championship that requires obviously to be beat my teammate but also many many other drivers and um, i've always preferred to do the talking on, on track and if I can keep up my performance and focus all my energy that I have into my own performance, I think that's going to be the best bet for me. If I start wasting energy elsewhere, it might take my mind off, off the driving and what really matters. And if I can then perform at the level I want to, normally that tends to upset, you know, the, the other side of the garage a little bit. Um, and, you know, it can, you know, I, I know being on the other side as well, it can lead you to mistakes and, and so on. But uh, yeah, I have a plan for, for next year. Uh, not really willing to share it, so we'll find out. Any more questions? You didn't mistake. A question to Romeo, Daniel and Valtteri. It seems that amongst you guys, only Racing Point and Williams are committed to staying in Formula 1 past 2020. So my question is, are you worried about the future of Formula 1 and what you will do if one of your teams or all of them quit. Roman, let's start with you. Well, if, if the three of the team leaves, I guess we're going to go and play Petanque or Bulls or Bulls, whatever <laughs> it's called, <laughs> in Monaco. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I hope, honestly, I hope that uh, 2021. We won't <laughs> <laughs> I have a nice <laughs> set of balls, actually. I mean, Petanque balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I don't know. You Scott Bull, yeah. it's worse in France. Um, right, let, let's keep with Petanque. Right, so uh, yeah, I think uh, I think 2021 is a good step in a good direction, and uh, I'm hoping that the teams will stay and, uh, and we we more on the positive side, not thinking what about if they leave, but can we get more teams joining Formula One? So um, let's uh, let's be positive and think that uh, it's actually going to attract more people. Daniel. Yeah. I'm on the positive end of the spectrum, so 
Um, yeah, I have faith that everyone will continue in good spirit and keep things going. I won't think about it if not. I like singing, but I'm not good enough to make it as a career, so yeah, I'll, I'll be struggling. Yeah. Paltry? Yeah, I'm on the positive side as well. You know, I, I feel the change is in the right direction, as I said before. So I'm not too worried about the future of Formula One at the moment. Obviously, you never know, and you never know the case of individual teams. But if something happens, then you always need to find something else. But um, I'm pretty relaxed and pretty positive, positive about the future. Thank you. Any more? Andres Lopez for Motorlab.com. Question for Daniel. Daniel, um, what expectations do you have for these last two races? I think to keep keep the momentum going. You know, we we I feel we finally had a few races in a row with good results. That was um, that was one of the challenging things this year for us. Was you know one one weekend would go good and we're ready to go the next weekend and then it's you know we we don't get the result that we we think we should have got and uh sometimes through some misfortune other times you know maybe we didn't read the situation as well but uh yeah i think now we have some momentum and i think more importantly i mean hopefully it's i think our i don't want to say our position in the championship is is secured but um we look okay to to hold on to the fifth but i think more importantly to bring that momentum through the winter you know for the factory for the team who's going to then put the effort in for you know to get the car on track next year i think finishing strong has more of an effect than on 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 that that part of the the championship than the actual position itself for this year if, if you know what i mean so for me personally yeah to keep to keep going i i prefer finishing sixth than 12th so i'm going to try and keep finishing uh well in the points and uh see where it uh, see where it gets us after abu dhabi but as i said more importantly for everyone to just finish the season with their with their chin up and a spring in their step and happy to work through the winter you know with uh i guess a positive mindset that you know the following season's going to be better thank you next one Stuart bell uh maxim australia a uh, question to all drivers. Obviously, Formula One's talking to Rio, potentially for 2021. What does it mean to you to race here at Interlagos and uh, the quality as a race venue? Who'd like to start with that? Robert, we got your initial thoughts on Interlagos earlier, but what about Rio? I know very little about Rio. I've <laughs> never been there. Uh, I think... Uh, Opening up uh, for a new tracks, uh, of course, uh, is something which uh, all drivers they look forward for the new challenges and uh, and uh, driving on the new tracks. But uh, although it's a short uh, short lap here, I still enjoy driving here around and uh, and always uh, races has been quite exciting uh, here uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so yeah, uh, I have no really big thoughts about. I'm always happy for new new venues, especially if it, if it can be a, a good circuit um, where the racing can be good and, and interesting. As Robert said here, for any reason, normally the the Sundays are very entertainment and, and always a lot of things tend to happen. So, so yeah, uh, quite open to it. And, and if that happens, I, I guess it can be a, a good venue for Formula One as well. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think this is very iconic track. You know, it's been for a long time part of Formula One with very legendary races. Um, so for sure, it would be a shame to not not to race here again. But um, at the same time, you know, at least there would be race in Brazil still, which I, I think should be part of Formula One calendar with all the all the support and all the passion the fans have for the sport here. So yeah, then. On the other hand, new track would be welcome as well, but shame to leave Interlagos. Thank you. Yeah, I think going to Rio would be would be cool. You know, I've I've never been and a chance to see another part of the world and, and yeah, I guess race in, in another city. Um, I think yeah, the important thing is that Brazil keeps a Grand Prix. I think that's such a strong history in the sport. So yes, for the locals here it, it might be a bit upsetting, but I think Globally, you know, for, for Brazil just to still hold a race, I think that that holds, you know, enough power. And Rio is a massive city. Never been, but I've heard <laughs> it's a massive city. I think everyone knows that. Um, and I'd I'd like to I'd like to check it out. And yeah, new challenge, new circuit. That could be fun. So yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be against it. Yeah, I think uh, well, Interlagos is one of my favorite circuits, so I would uh, greatly miss it. Uh, if we don't come here anymore, um, but uh, you never know what Rio is going to look like, so um, why not? But uh, yeah, I, I guess as the guy says, the key is that we still come to Brazil. Thank you. Time for one more. Carlos Costa from the Brazilian edition of Motorsport.com. Uh, continuing in the topic of the Brazilian Grand Prix, I would like you to rank Interlagos in a comparison with other tracks of the calendar that we have in F1. Who's that question to? I think everyone. Everyone. So everybody, okay. Roman, let's start with you this time. Uh, it's in the top three. Really? Yeah, I love it. Roman, give us your top three. Uh, Suzuka, Spa, and Interlagos. Okay, Daniel? Oh. Um, Not tomorrow, please. No, it's, I'll be, uh, I like it, I just, it's actually, it's a lot like my local track in Perth. It just, in, it, I wish I had more corners. It's just, it's a bit short, you know, so the laps over very quickly. Um, yeah, I, I would I would have loved like an extension. I don't know if they got the room for, but like a few more corners would have made it a bit more exciting. I think to have a real high speed corner, uh, I think that's what, what the circuit misses. I think it's got a lot of technical low speed and turn one, two is fun, but even turn, I don't know if it's six, the, the right-hander, it's actually not that fast. Um, so I wouldn't even classify that as a high-speed corner. So for me, that's something which it's missed, is, is a corner where you can really, I don't want to say make the difference, but yeah, a bit more of a challenging corner because the rest are kind of mostly, well, they're not all hairpins, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's somewhere, somewhere in there. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. So what's the final ranking then? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Valtteri, where does what your thoughts on this track? Yeah, where does it rank? I, I like the track. Obviously, it is short, um, but it yeah, makes it always super close qualifying and always make good, good races. I think also the, the, the local support here makes it really a very unique Grand Prix. Always a place to look forward to come to race again. So. Difficult to say the exact position on my list, but uh, definitely on the better side of top 10. Um, but it's, it's good fun. I enjoyed it. Top 10. Okay. 
Daniel, would you say top 10? Top 20, say. <laughs> Checo. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool track, very small. Uh, ideally, will, will I would like to, I would like it to be a bit longer, uh, more corners. Uh, the lap is very short. Um, there was a year where Kimi tried a, an extension of the track <laughs> <laughs> somewhere else. I don't know that part of the circuit, but, um, but it's definitely very enjoyable. And, uh, and the racing tends to be very good. The fans are very enthusiastic, so it's a, it's a great place. Top five. Top ten. <laughs> <laughs> we have too many good circuits. Yeah, it's true. Twenty. Well, I think it's a bit unfair to, to to say. I mean, to rank it. I think it's good track and good racing. And uh, as as guys said, I mean, has been uh, is short, but it's, it's still challenging and uh, it's good. And it's exactly the same as I was first time here in two thousand one. <coughs> Not a lot of people remember. Uh, probably here I was here racing when I was sixteen. Uh, and this was, uh, yeah, it's exactly the same, so a part of some run of ours, but uh, maybe that's why we still like it, because uh, modern trucks, sometimes they are too perfect, and here is still, uh, uh, yeah, quite challenging. Ranking? <laughs> 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 Politically, <laughs> top ten. <laughs> Politically. <laughs> the Brazilians won't be that happy. Okay, gentlemen, that's all we've got time for today. Good luck this weekend. And